Hello, and thanks for listening to MK Rocks with Rob Taylor. If you're a returning listener, love you even more. If it's your first time, love you anyways. Here's what to do. Tell everybody. Don't keep it a secret. The more people you tell, the closer to world domination I get every day. Anyways, later in this show, I'll be having a chat with Paul Hinton, the guitarist from local band Infinite Wisdom. As Infinite Wisdom are a bit proggy in that their songs are quite complex and thought out, this show will be concentrating on the proggy side of rock. I call it prog pop in that most people associate prog with 15-minute tambourine solos, but it ain't quite like that. Now, before I start this show's music, I want to make a big statement. I think the best prog pop in the world, by a country mile, comes from Australia. Bands like Carnival and Dead Letter Circus are among my favouritest in the whole wide world, but I have plans to do a show later dedicated to the awesome stuff that's coming out of the convict aisle right now. So, this show contains nothing from Down Under. I'll start the show with something from one of Paul's favourite bands, Rush.
else in this show will be from this side of the pond. The next song is a bit poppier than most of his catalogue, but Stephen Wilson is often called the Progmeister due to his solo work and his back catalogue with Porcupine Tree. This is his latest single, Personal Shopper.
Next week, I'll be having a chat with Jason Barringer from Milton Keynes band Catalyst. This is their latest single, Opaque Prayer. Where are you 
from the band Infinite Wisdom. Paul, hello, tell me about your band. Hi Rob, um, good to chat with you. Yeah, Infinite Wisdom are a Milton Keynes-based progressive, I suppose for want of a better term, rock band. We do mostly original material. I say progressive because a lot of our songs tend to be longer and more complex uh, material. Uh, we've just released a new album that's available on Spotify and all the other musical uh, streaming services. Uh, it's called The Blue Room. Excellent. Um, the album was recorded, when did we start? Ooh. We started Christmas 2018, believe it or not. Um, so it's been a bit of a labour of love. Um, but if I told you that we probably spent about two weeks in the studio, but we spaced it over a day here, a day there, and that's kind of why it took a year to do, or a year and a bit to do. Um, it was recorded at Echo Studios in Buckingham. Yep which I, I don't know if you know that studio, um, but I've it's been told uh, about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic facility. Um, and the guy who sort of engineered and produced it, a guy called Jamie masters did an absolutely brilliant job. Really, really great to work with him. Um, kind of almost like became the fourth member of the band, if you like, <laughs> yeah. in terms of input and help. So yeah. Who else is in the band? Okay. So when we recorded the album, uh, we were about to go in the studio and just before we went in the studio, our bass player left. So as a studio band, we went in with our drummer, a guy called John Ward and Mark Snee, who plays the bass, the keyboards and does the vocals. So normally we'd have a, a, a live bass player, but uh, Mark picked up the, uh, the bass duties in the studio as well. Now, do you consider yourself primarily a studio band? or a live band, I guess uh, not having a bassist makes you more of a studio band, but uh, do you have a live live bass player? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, since since the album was recorded, our drummers actually moved, um, moved out the area. So just before this horrible lockdown COVID-19 situation, we'd just got a new lineup together um, and we'd just started rehearsals with a view to promoting the album and doing some gigs and, and all of that. Um, but obviously it, it all came to a, a, a halt very quickly, <laughs> which is a shame. Do you, have, do you have a process for writing new songs? I wouldn't say it was a, a, a fixed process. Effectively, most of the material, I have to be fair, is probably an idea that Mark has. Mark's the keyboard player vocalist primarily. Um, sometimes he'll come in with a pretty complete idea. Sometimes I'll come in with an idea. Um, sometimes we'll just jam something out in, in rehearsal and we'll record it on an iPhone and take it away and turn it into a song. 
um, it varies. There's, there's not really a fixed way of doing things. What we started doing more lately um, is Mark will write some ideas down, record them, send me the recording, and I'll add guitars onto that, and then I'll bounce it back to him, and you know, we'll, we'll kind of write over the internet, so to speak. Now, I, I know Mark from years ago, and he was a mega prolific songwriter then. Is that still the case? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly is. Excellent. Um, let's have a bit of a break. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Going through process. Going through uh, Mark's mega prolific. Okay. I'll play a track from your band, any track that you want. Tell me which one you'd like me to play and why. Okay, I think I'm going to go with a track called Autopilot, which is, it was actually the first single, I say single, it's it's quite long, so I think this is going to be a, a radio-friendly version. Um, but uh, this was the first single we released prior to the album coming out. Um, it's probably a good example of what Infinite Wisdom are all about in terms of some of the complexity of the playing and the arrangements. Um, it's quite uh, quite musically quite dense um, and it's about the, uh, the, the dangers of modern life and mobile phones and living your life with your eyes glued to a screen, <laughs> which is something we're all very familiar with, I think. Now, Mark and yourself seem to be like a, a version of yin and yang, Morecambe and Wise, hinge and bracket even. Um, is that still the case? Yeah, I think ever since we first hooked up, which was probably over 30 years ago now, when we were in nappies, <laughs> we've just had this musical chemistry in the sense that being able to, he'll just do something on the keyboard, or I'll do something on the guitar and just all of a sudden we're in tune. And I think that's that's something that's quite unique about the band, that ability to just almost mind reading, being able to play off each other. is something we've we've just always been able to do. It's just very natural. On autopilot. You got yeah. <laughs>
such a long way from family my father was a, a drummer and he played he was one of these drummers that back in the day was out gigging three or four nights a week almost semi-professional I suppose when I first got into music I mean in our house it was always Frank Sinatra and big band and all that kind of stuff so being a, a, a rowdy teenager I, I first sort of sat behind a drum kit but my dad was kind of you're going to learn to read music and do it properly and I was kind of like nah I didn't want to do that so I gravitated towards guitar and my earliest influences I suppose were bands like Rush and Queen and Deep Purple and then Led Zeppelin and those classic rock bands and that really inspired me to pick up a guitar probably about the age of 12 or 13 years old and I've been banging away at it ever since. <laughs> who, who would you say are your influences now? Musical influences I think I always gravitate back towards those bands of, of yesteryear. I mean, in terms of modern bands that I, I like, there's plenty out there. Alter Bridger, I think, are a fantastic band. Love them. And there's a lot of bands that have been going for years and years that are still producing great music. A couple of years back, I went and saw John Anderson, Rick Wakeman and Trevor Rabin from Yes doing their own thing. And the musicianship was just stunning. And they're all like in their 70s. John Anderson must be about 112. And he's still got the same voice he had. And people like Glenn Hughes, Black Country Communion, obviously ex of Deep Purple, you know, he's still got an amazing voice. Sammy Hagar is another one. They can still hit the notes. Amazing. But I mean, a, a lot of it now, it, it tends to be that sort of music has kind of moved into its own little niche. 
I don't care too much for a lot of the uh, a lot of the modern pop music. I suppose I'm a bit of an old rocker at heart, just like you. <laughs> good, good. What does the future hold for Infinite Wisdom? Well, we're constantly writing. We put, uh, as I say, a new band together, a new lineup together, and the plan was very much to get out there and promote and play to people the songs from the new album. Uh, one of the things we were very keen on when we went and recorded the album was that we would be able to do it live. We didn't want to be one of those bands that didn't sound anything like the recorded and so there was a lot of time and effort put into being able to recreate what we've got in the studio and on the album in, in a live environment so that was really our aim before lockdown was to just get out there and play for people move to bigger gigs sell a few cds just get a bit more known and really sort of connect with the audience that's that's probably the biggest struggle i think for any live band is just to be able to find the people that like what you do and, and constantly get them coming back for more yeah this lockdown is um, really kicking everybody isn't it it's just don't know what's going to happen and and certainly when it's really awful yeah um, and it's even worse for small venues you know when you think about Milton Keynes a lot of the venues you can't be a, a meter away from, from another member of the band <laughs> they're small venues they're great but uh, they are small and it just presents that problem so we're going to play another track of yours tell me what you want me to play and why I, there's a song on the album called The Healer and this one is probably quite radio friendly it's got quite a good riff it's one of the tracks when when we recorded it, Mark wrote the lead line very much with a Hammond organ sound in his mind, which he could do on his synthesizer, but as luck would have it, when we went into the studio, there was a Hammond organ with a Leslie speaker, which we could crank up and do a proper job on it. So it's got that really sort of Hammond, deep purple sort of organ sound in it. I must um, admit, I heard that track and I thought, that sounds like a proper Hammond organ with a yeah. proper Leslie speaker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So it, it's it's got that awesome sort of John Lord, deep purple kind of underpinning organ all the way through. And then it goes into a, a typical sort of infinite wisdom, more complex fiddly bit halfway through, a guitar solo, and, and it's got quite a, quite a spectacular ending as well. So. Paul, thanks ever so much for having a chat with me. That's absolutely brilliant. You've been a, been a proper gentleman. We'll have a listen now to The Healer. And if anybody wants to have a listen to the album, certainly it's on, um, what's that thing called? Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify, and, Amazon Music, all of the usual suspects. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook's probably the best place to find us. Let's play The Healer. Thanks ever so much for having a chat with me. And um, good luck with the album. Thanks for having us. I wish you all the best. Cheers. Over the 
favourite prog pop from the UK is anything associated with Manchester band Amplifier and in particular with their singer, guitarist, producer etc. Sal Balamir. He definitely wins this week's Dennis Waterman Award as not only does he do Amplifier but he runs Rockosmos, the label which is home to Awooga, Thumper Monkey and others who I'll be playing for you later in this show. This is from their 2017 album Tripping with Dr Faustus This is Amplifier with Rainbow Machine.
themselves Rockosmos Empire is the Sheffield band Awooga, who are described as space doom rockers. This is Waterhole. to this show if you've got time and you're still locked down please try to listen to my other show new releases with rob taylor all kinds of music that's been released in the cosmic time capsule of the last seven day period surrounding the show or thereabouts whatever this last track is from another one of the rock cosmos stable thankfully they're southerners 
from the capital city of the world, London. This is Thumper Monkey with Wheezy Boy. Check out Rocosmos. In my humble opinion, they don't put a foot wrong. Anyways, must go now. Speak to you next week, hopefully, if not before. Love you. Bye.
feed me a banana Stop me seeing stars Ooh. 